Welcome to the Vineyard Church Weekly Message Podcast. We hope that you will be encouraged and challenged today as you listen to a message from one of our speakers. Prepare your heart and get ready to receive a word from God today. Today's talk's going to look a little bit different because of the Reach celebration, but I am going to land in a text in Joshua chapter 4. So if you have a paper Bible, that's toward the beginning. It's, it's about one-fifth of the way through a Bible. Uh, of course, you can use your device. Joshua chapter 4, and I like to use an introductory thought, and uh, I, I think this will get us where I want to go. Um, I uh, used to golf some. I don't golf as much as I uh, used to. Have any golfers in the room? Any golfers? Great few golfers. Anybody ever seen golf? <laughs> heard, anybody heard of golf? Okay, yeah, okay. Well, you know, you try to hit this ball, and in, in a perfect world, it actually goes up and out and straight and all those things. So anyway, I've got one friend that I still play every once in a while uh, golf with, and we have had a tradition for, for years because neither one of us are stellar golfers, but every once in a while, it'll go really well. So if you can picture this, being up on the golf tee, let's pretend I'm up on the golf tee, and, and I swing, and here's the, here's the thing you may have to use your imagination for, I actually connect with the ball, and it goes a long way where it's supposed to go. Can you imagine it? Some of you are like, can't imagine. No. But it, and every once in a while, that will happen. It will be like, it will be like, and it will like, oh, oh, look at that. Look, it's out there. Right. And then we have this tradition. Sorry, am I getting loud? I, we have this tradition where then I will walk off the tee, and then my friend Carl will get up there, and he'll be get, getting just about ready to hit, and I'm going to go, you're not going to hit yet, are you? And then, it, because here's the thought. The thought is this. Can't we just stop, pause, and enjoy this moment of what I just did? For, does that make sense? Yep. See, the idea here is, I'll put it up on the screen. I'll give you a couple of illustrations. The idea is... A, a celebratory pause, all right? Now, I, just, I named this thing. I made this up, but there's like this celebratory pause. Here's the working definition. It goes like this. It is the act of stopping forward progress in order to acknowledge the goodness of the present moment. This, you, can you think of anything? Uh, we just finished with March Madness NBA, or the, the NCAA tournament thing, right? And and I think this happens a lot. They will interview a coach who just won one of the games, and the co- they'll say, hey, coach, so what's next? How you ever? And the coach will almost always say, right now, we're going to enjoy this win, right? They, they, yes, there's something we're going to do tomorrow, and there's more preparation, but they, right now, let's, does that make sense? That will enjoy. One other idea that might get you to the idea of a celebratory moment. It's when you take that bite of your favorite dessert. I imagine cheesecake, and you put it in your mouth, and your friend wants to start a conversation, and you just want to say, shut up, I'm eating my cheesecake. (laughs) Did you get that one? It's like, just can we just wait? Okay, celebratory moment. I am pretty sure... There are moments in the Bible, in the Scripture, that were kind of, could fall under the category celebratory moment. When God did creation, the end of every day in the creation story in chapter, Genesis chapter 1, the very first part of the Bible, he would get to the end of the, every day and he would say, it was, it was good. 
And it says then there was evening and morning. There was this pause. And after six days of creation, here's the text in Genesis 1.31. It says, God saw that all he had saw, all he had made, and it was very good. And then in Genesis 2.2 it said, so on the seventh day he rested. I think there was this, I'm not going on yet. By the way, God's at work. Still, but not for this moment. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to like what I just did. In Nehemiah, it's a story of a leader who helped a large group of people build a very important wall. And uh, toward the end of the story, Nehemiah says, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks. This day is holy to the Lord. Sets aside a day. Solomon, in the book of Ecclesiastes, very wise man, says, a person can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in their own toil. By the way, there's a side note to this, just a pause, just for application. How are you doing at having celebratory pauses in your life? It's a good question. Take time. When the good, <laughs> how do you know there are days that are not good, hard days? When, the, when God's doing good things, when things go well, make sure you're doing celebratory pauses. And that's the idea of today with the REACH celebration. Um, I think it would be wrong when you consider all of the things that have gone on in the last three and a half, four years to not take a day, make sure we pause, kind of remember and be grateful for all that God has done. Now, just a side note, the work of the ministry of God, the Vineyard Church, we're not, we're not done. Does that mean? We're not done. Um, I was just this last week, because, you know, reach, this is kind of the final reach thing. This last week, I met a young man who was in a conversation, and his name's Lucas, and maybe he'll show up this weekend, I don't know. Uh, talked a little bit about God, but one of the things that didn't happen in my mind when I was talking to Lucas was, oh gosh, Lucas, I wish I had met you earlier because we were doing this reach thing where we were going to, you know, care about people and try to extend the kingdom. It's too bad. You got to go to hell now, Lucas, because we're done with all the ministry of the, and Lucas, he, he may be a Christian. I don't know. Does that make sense? I, there's stuff we're going to be doing, but today is about pausing and remembering and enjoying. Uh, so just a reminder before we jump into a few more things, the uh, creative team and the media team have put together a little more extensive recap of some of the things that have happened over the last four years. So take a look at this and enjoy it. The vision is to launch five church plants or campuses by 2020 while continuing the spiritual health and momentum that already exists within our present church family. Five church plants or campuses by 2020. We will make space for more people to experience Jesus. The core element that we're trying to do here is to reach the lost. That's it. It's not about buildings. It's not, we're trying to reach people. Three-year giving campaign, all right? Palm Sunday, we're gonna invite the entire church to make a commitment that ultimately, I think, will create a ripple effect on our community over the next three years. 
10% of every dollar that comes in, we set aside to impact uh, the least of these outside of the walls of the vineyard. And there's over 30 ministries and organizations that have benefited from this. Thank you, Kathy, uh, Clint, and Mark Pope, and the rest of uh, the vineyard team. Thank you, Pastor Pope. Thank you, being your church. I want to thank you for the gifts that you brought for us. Thank you. Being generous to reach means you're generous to the least of these. And I think God really likes that. So I want to talk about uh, the Day Road Campus. Shout out to Grape Road, who's tying into us live. Hello, Grape Road. Sturges. Over 20 of them were baptized. They had a great season of what I would term spiritual renewal. David Merle and his family will be church planting. So here around South Bend Vineyard Church uh, in March, we moved in right here to our new space, our new location. Uh, left the Waterford Estates where we were having services. We add, we're gonna start adding some uh, new teams, you know, middle school, high school, babies, that type of thing. And also down the road, pretty quickly, looking forward to expanding into two services. So exciting things happening around South Bend Vineyard Church. And so who, where, who's the church plant? Where's the church plant? Put it, put it up on the screen, Clint Schwartz. We are Clinton Rose Schwartz, and we started Lighthouse Vineyard Church last May in Elkhart. And we are excited about what God is doing and how, the people that he's bringing to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Started meeting every Sunday night in July. Moved into this building on Sunday mornings in November. We launched home groups in January, and we're super excited because on Easter Sunday, we're launching two services. The last initiative as part of REACH is going to be a new church plant. Pastor Matt Porman and his wife, Leah. We are so excited about what God has been doing at Cornerstone Vineyard Church. Uh, God willing, we will be starting our services, actually two services, which is super exciting, on Mother's Day weekend at our location, which we secured at Moran Elementary School. And uh, we are uh, having a slew of leaders just getting things together and working their tails off right now. Uh, and a bunch of kids and a multi-generational church to make Jesus Christ famous. And it has been exciting to see, and we're excited to see what God is gonna do in the future. You are part of laying the foundation for that to happen. When you served on that team, when you stepped up, when we sent out a church plant, staff meeting this week, and we watched that video as it was being prepared and the final touches, and one of the staff people right next to me, uh, they had this look on their face, and they actually, I think, said out loud, we did all that? That's a lot, you guys. That's a lot for, a, for just a, a church family of our size to pack into three or four years. Um, 
And so the big question that I was thinking of the last several days is how do you, how do you celebrate that? How do you do a celebratory pause that honors God and honors you all who've done so much? Um, and uh, I got a couple ideas from this uh, passage in Joshua 4. So I'm not going to spend as much time today kind of dissecting it as I usually would. Let me tell you a little bit of the story. So God had, had taken a, a group of his people from Egypt out of slavery through a desert to get to the promised land. And in this section that we're going to look at, they are kind of crossing a final border called the Jordan River into the promised land. Now, Moses was the original leader, and at this point, Joshua is now leading these people forward. And in this specific day, uh, there's going to be a miracle as part of the story because when this massive group of people, when some leaders step into the Jordan River with uh, the Ark of the Covenant, this God box, it's kind of a cool story, the water stops flowing in the river so that actually these hundreds of thousands of people can walk through instead of like swimming through or how are we going to get through, God stops the water. And as they walk through, the water just piles up next to them and they walk through, right? That's, and then, there, by the way, there's more to do. There, the promised land is there. There's going to be a lot on their plate. But right here, it's like there is an example of a celebratory pause. So it says in verse 1 of chapter 4, when the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan. Right? This is while the water's still piled up, everybody's gone through, and it's like God said, okay, wait, before I make the water flow again, I want you to do something. Tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. If I can simplify that, God says, before you do this, grab 12 stones. We're going to make a significant rock pile. Have you seen, maybe you've heard rock piles as memorials. Do we have, can we put up a picture of a potential rock pile? But God basically says, get 12 guys, grab some rocks, take them with you, set them up. <clears throat> I want to give you a little more from verse 6 and 7. It says, in the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. And from this, I have two ideas that I think are relevant to our REACH celebration. And so let me give you these things. The first idea, if you want to write this down, is this REACH celebration is to honor the group effort. The group effort. Now let me tie that to the text. In verse 1, where God's direction is to choose 12 men from among the people, and it's strate they're strategic 12 men. It's one from each tribe. It's not just, hey, grab 12 strong guys, pick up a rock. There's more to it than that, and here's why I think there's more to it. 
each person standing in the crowd, if they were all watching the rock pick up and carry thing, each person could have paused and had a personal connection to one of the rocks or the people carrying the rocks because they would represent their tribe. Does that make sense? They could be sitting there and go, wait, wait, wait. Oh, who's that? Oh, that's that tribe. Wait a minute. That's our guy. That's our tribe. And if they were thinking or processing people in some ways, they could fathomably know which rock was their rock. Like later when they were like, hey, let's go look at the rock pile. They go look at the rock pile. There could be somebody there who would go, no, this is, this is our family, our tribe. This is our family rock. Do you see how they have a, could have a personal connection to this? When I was considering REACH and the REACH celebration, here's my hope, that every single person who has been part of this process, whether you just joined us three months ago and participated, you've been serving, you've been helping, you've been praying, no matter who you are, I hope that you today have a little sense of, I've been part of this. Does that make sense? Your part matters. Your tribe Matters. There have been a lot of tribes put some effort into this reach thing. There's been the giving tribe and the serving tribe and the sending tribe and the planting tribe and the praying tribe and the staying tribe and the enduring change tribe. People who have just, can't we, can't we all just stay the same? Can't we, why does Matt Porman have to go anywhere? Because we like Matt. Or, or, or French, or, you know, because when you, you're not with me, are you? Do you understand? Some of us have been through some stretching moments, a lot of us over the last three or four years. Right? Amen? Grape rotors, amen? It's, it's just a stretch to go through these things. And every time we stretched and didn't whine too much, I mean, that's helpful. All those things are helpful in this process of trying to care for more people and expand the kingdom and help our community. All that stuff matters. I was thinking, I was trying to drill this down into the little moments where you did the right thing or you served or you helped. And I began to think of the, actually, the hundreds of people around our church that participate and just do part of the ministry. I, actually, a few people began to come to my mind. So I'll just try to illustrate this a little bit. This is a picture of Gary. Often, I'll be coming in on a Friday morning, and Gary will be back in the children's ministry rooms sweeping. That's what he's doing. I'll go back and say, hey, Gary. Hey, Mark. And sometimes we have a little chat. He's just doing his part. Dana, she just regularly visits shut-ins. She's part of the... Um, Visitation care team. Been doing it for years. Taylor. Taylor, here at Jackson Road, Taylor uh, serves in children's ministry. She holds babies. Anybody grateful for Taylor? Yeah, she's holding babies. Some of you are like, praise the Lord, she's holding babies. I don't want to hold babies. She's just doing that. By the way, most of the pictures that are coming on the screen, most of us will not know who they are. But God knows who they are. And they've been a significant part of just the ministry of the, tur- of the church or church. Don't know where that came from. Joe. Joe serves at Grape Road. 
boy, he's been serving a lot of different places for years around the church. Now he's landed, he's at Grape Road, and uh, wrestled through whether to go with the Cornerstone plan or to stay, all that stuff. I just thought of Joe, Laura. Most of you probably don't know Laura. She comes most Tuesday nights, and she prays with a group of people that pray. All that stuff's going on. And I wish I could take a long time to talk through the, my, this is an estimation, between probably 1,500 and 2,000 people who have added their part over the last three or four years to this whole reach thing. And so I thought about, we're going to put a picture up of every single person, but I, I had the, some creative people. They put, there's, here's just an example. That's just 80 of some of you, and I just wanted to give you a chance to look up there in case your picture's up there. But it, we could put a picture together eventually of, it's way over a thousand, folks, people that have added their part. And the idea is this, and you can write this on your handout, when it came to reach, my part mattered. Your part. It really did. I heard, I heard a story of one person who was not feeling great because they hadn't given financially to reach. And I want to go, get over that. You did this other stuff for reach. And there might be some of you thinking, well, I haven't, I've just given some finances, but you haven't served as much. To get over that, today is about celebrating the part that we did, right? Here we go. The eye, 1 Corinthians 12, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. The head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Thank you, parts of the church, for doing what you have done to put reach together. One of the things that we're going to do is just as, as a large group is we're going to pause right now in the service and do ascending prayer for Matt Porman and Leah and the Cornerstone team. So, Matt and Leah are here, I'm sure. Come on up. Oh, good. They're coming from this side. Now I'm all whacked out. You can't come from the wrong side of the... So they're going to come up, and I don't know if there's any leaders that are going to come up and join you up here. Anita, you should come up. Yeah. Um, Kathy, you want to come up and help us pray? Uh, And so we're just going to, as a group, by the way, we're doing this in every service. And so Grape Road, if you would stand. Jackson Road, if you would stand. I'm going to be leading the prayer, but would you add your prayer to my prayer of this sending and uh, blessing of Matt and Leah and team. Guys coming up too? You're a little slow. We've been waiting on you for like 12 seconds. Is anybody else? Anybody? (laughs) All right. So uh, if you're comfortable, folks, you know the drill. We're praying. If you'd like to extend your hands this way, Grape Road is so glad to have you. We're extending your hands if you'd like. And we're going to pray. So, Father, right now, what an honor as a big group of people to pray blessing on Matt and Leah and their family and this team of people that you have raised up to make a difference in our community. So, God, we thank you for Matt. We thank you for Leah especially We thank you for their kids, and I'll say it again, God, they have been such a blessing to me, 
to my family, to our church family, our church is a better, much better place because of the ministry that they have brought, because of their hearts and because of their desire to serve you. And so, with great confidence, God, just great confidence, we say, keep using the Pormans for your glory. We extend that to there's a lot of the team up here. God, will you just keep using these people like they have been used around here? We pray success onto the ministry life. God, make them more successful and better at everything we've tried to do here. Make them better than us. That's okay. So as a, as a big group of people, we just, God, say, bless this, these, this family, this team. Bless them financially. Bless them physically. We pray protection spiritually, emotionally, relationally. Blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yay. I hope you do get this thing. Hey, you. How are you? Good. Thanks. You can be seated. Uh, for those of you who, who don't know, we, we did that last night, and uh, Pastor Matt um, began to cry. Uh, like really cry. You should have been here. Hey, Matt, we thought of like a hashtag last night. Where's Matt? Are you, did you hear about it? Because he, I mean, he was last night. God was just doing cool things in his heart. And so what was that? The hashtag we thought about was hashtag balling like Matt Porman. Or what was crying like Matt Porman? Yeah, so we were thinking how we might create a social media movement, <laughs> capture that moment of Matt crying, and, but we probably won't do it because I don't know how. All right. Hey, this reach thing is a group effort, you guys. Uh, I'm going to do it. Finish, finishing up a side note, practical point, because we're talking about group effort. Well, I invite you. The next time you feel an urge to not be part of a church, can I just say this? The next time you feel the urge because the church does something dumb or you think, well, I don't know if we went, maybe we just want to do, you know, home church, do church at the breakfast table. Maybe we just want to, you know, that, that, Mark Pope's just an idiot, so we're just done with church. Can I tell you something? Don't be part of the large group of people that think they can do it without a church because that you will not accomplish on your own what we accomplish as a group. Does that make sense? I, I'm just, just saying there seems to be a kind of a movement for people to remove. You, as an individual, you'll not give away $300,000 to the least of these around the world. You will, if, like all these things, you'll not, send, you'll not help does that make sense? So I'm just shoving that out there down your throat today. Just the next time you think about it, just don't. Endure, be gracious, stay in a church.
The other idea I want to give you from the text is the REACH celebration is to solidify the God story. Solidify the God story. And I get this from the little part in the text where it says, in the future, when your children ask you, remember, there was this rock pile thing. When your children ask you, what do these stones mean? This is easy for me to imagine. You're walking along, and, or there's a group thing, and people are like, what's that? That rock, those rocks don't look normal. That looks like somebody put them there. When someone says, what's that about? And can I just simplify? God says, tell them the story about what I did. Don't forget the story. And to apply that to our context, I would submit to you a lot of what's happened the last three or four years, it's worth remembering and it's worth telling people about the cool things. Just a side note, the world could use some good church, good God stories. It feels like we're in a season where everybody just repeats all the bad God stories or all the bad, you know, well, that church split or that's a moral failure or this is really hard. We have a pretty cool story. Just it was, I was reminded of some of the good thing. Oh, by the way, and it's kind of like we have five rock piles around our community. They put a picture up, right? There's, there's the stuff that's been happening here, the new expansion. There are these little rock piles. Grape Road, what's that about? And now South Bend Vineyard, what's that about up there? And what's, does this make sense? So when you get inquiries or you get opportunities to share, just tell them some of the good news of the story. It's been, four, it's been over three years. It's been about four years ago where God messed with a pretty average pastor, his name's Mark Pope, some of you know him, and made him weep. Some of you might remember that, made me weep. Two supernatural dreams. I was dreaming, woke up from these dreams crying. Not a pretty cry. Hashtag cry like Matt Porman. No, it was not a pretty, I was bawling and doing the ugly face thing. And it, you know what it was about? It was God was stirring my heart into just a little insight on how much he cares about people that don't know Christ. So I just was, so I had those experiences. From that, I had an encounter I could show you within three feet of where I felt like the Lord spoke to me about doing five things in five years. That doesn't happen to me all the time. From there, I shared that idea with a guy named Clint Schwartz, who was the executive pastor at the church. And by God's grace and amazement, Clint's response right away was, we should do that. How many know there are reasons to not do all this stuff? Right? But right up, Clint said, let's do that. Had a couple more conversations with some staff. Talked to the board of the church. And I was just considering yesterday, in the midst of this process, I cannot remember one person that resisted, we counted the cost, but there was not one person who resisted the idea of leaning into a pretty challenging season. So we talked to the board. They were like, it sounds like a good idea. We floated the idea to Team Vineyard. Sounds like a good idea. In the midst of that, oh, the Holy Spirit prompts 
the then acting president of one of the local hospitals to say, I'll leave my presidential position at the hospital to come on staff at the vineyard to do this REACH stuff. Those of you that don't know, that was Steve Huffman. That doesn't happen every day. This is my guess, and I've talked to Steve. He confirmed it. Steve does not make as much money now. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not dying, I'm just pretty confident that he made more money at the hospital. But that doesn't happen every day. And then there's individuals and couples that pop up. You know, Matt Porman says, I'll start a campus. And David Merle says, I'd like to try planting a church. And Clint Schwartz and then Matt Porman then plants and then Jimmy Fleshman, who a lot of us know here, and hey, Jimmy up at Grape Road, Jimmy Fleshman says, I'll risk leaving the position here, go up and begin to pastor Grape. Do you see what I mean? That it's not just that. Then there's dozens of people who then also respond to the voice of God, who feel a call from God, and they go, I'll be part of the team that does that. I'll go, to, I'll do the, it's a cool story. And then hundreds of people come together to give millions of dollars to not just expand the building and start the plants, and we end up paying off all of our debt, which was actually not even part of the plan, wasn't part of the original plan. We knew it was potential. That's a pretty cool God story. Turn to the person to your right and left and say, that's pretty neat. That's really pretty neat. Put up the reach vision on the screen. I can simplify all those things that I just said with this, right? The vision was to launch five church plants or campuses by 2020 and continue the spiritual health and momentum that already exists within our present church family. Remember when we put that up there three or four years ago, and what I now look and I go, ha, 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 it worked. Can you believe it? It worked. God did what he said. He partnered, we partnered with him. He inspired us. And the crazy thing worked. And that's worth celebrating. You can write this down. Always be ready to share the story of what God has done. The reach story, your story. We live in a world that could sure use some good God stories. Thanks for listening to the Vineyard Church Weekly Message Podcast. We pray that you were impacted by this message. God bless and see you next time.